Is it on? Welcome to the Shant Show with your hosts, Curtis, Josh, Mario, and Jordan. Welcome into the newest edition of the Softball Minute. We come to you following Coastal Carolina's trip down south to Florida, where they again turn in a massive weekend. They come away 5-1. and one. They're one loss to a Hofstra team that um, isn't great, but they're 5-1. They're and one. What can you complain about? This team is now currently sitting at a peachy keen 18-3 and three on the season. This is ridiculous. This is unheard of. And and we knew this team was going to be better than softball teams of the past, but this good, I don't think any of us predicted this good. They have a legitimate chance at winning the Sun Belt. They have a legitimate chance at hosting a softball regional. We made expansions uh to St. John Stadium in order to host a regional. And those plans were made with the realistic expectations that, okay, well, our softball program is going to take a while to build. We've got to put some more money in it and some more effort, but it'll be there eventually in five to seven, maybe 10 years. We'll host a regional shit. This team might do it in year one after the expansions. This is incredible to give you a little breakdown before we go into the games themselves. They beat Bethune Cookman on Friday for one middle Tennessee on Friday. Again, 11 to eight. That game against Hofstra, they dropped seven to two, and then uh, Saturday night they beat Central Michigan one nothing, Creighton on Sunday morning three nothing, and College of Charleston Monday evening two nothing. If you didn't catch that, that's three straight games where they were shut out, they shut out their opponents, and Hofstra scored one run in the seventh, so you know the streak doesn't extend into that game, but that's twenty one straight innings where they have not allowed a run. Josh, this team is absolutely clicking on all cylinders. How excited are you following this 5-1 and one weekend, and, and what takeaways did you have from it? Well, I mean, we you'll hear it in the baseball minute too, but this team's like 14-15 deep. I mean, even tonight, Jay Reitzman, who was one of our starters last year, is back out starting in center field. But she hasn't been the starter. They've been starting India Smith, Peyton Ebersole is rotated in there, Diamond Williams. We have like seven outfielders. The infielders, for the most part, stay the same. And then the pitchers. I mean, what more can you ask from the pitchers? Tonight, um, we were playing Campbell, so this will come out after. But um, Ayanla De Jesus uh, Ice is pitching, and she doesn't really pitch that much. Like, we have three super solid pitchers that each played a part in those games where we didn't allow any runs. And yeah, I mean, it was just more of, we can score when we need to. We have the potential to lock decent teams down. And I mean, at, at some point winning is contagious. And I think we're at the point now where, where this team is kind of, they believe that they're a good team now, um, despite what the Sunbelt preseason poll said, despite all the media, um, I think they believe they're a good team now at 18 and three. And, and now that's dangerous when you get a bunch of underdogs who, anyways, who now believe they're good. So I think that's where we're at. And I'm looking for us to continue it into, we have a big week ahead with Ohio state and UNC coming to town as well. So I'm excited for it. 
Jordan, I posed the same questions to you. What were your takeaways from this 5-1 and one weekend, and do you think this team can keep that momentum rolling into a more difficult uh, section of their schedule coming up? I think they can, and a lot of people outside of Till Nation may think that you know they haven't really played anybody. It's been pretty much starting out. It's been a cupcake schedule. You can't take this away from these ladies. These ladies have been out here killing it uh, week in and week out on the diamond. And the one thing that's gotten with me is the pitching. Um, Rayleigh Bradham has been pitching outstanding all year. We've already praised her earlier in the, in some of these earlier softball pies, but man, she's just been dominant on the diamond. Um, and then you got Nicolette Pacone, who's also been coming in. She's been helping her out as well. Um, in so- certain save situations. So pitching has been really great. Um, Keith Delaney hit a home run um the other day against uh college charleston um that really got the girls motivated and she um, a freshman that's what i'm saying so you know you're getting contributions just like the, the 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 guys the ladies are getting contributions from other ladies on the team that are helping them get over the top in some of these big games um and on the I, were we on the road i believe we were on the road against college charleston that's huge too you know the ladies are playing outstanding i think they're they're going to do great against ohio state UNC's um ladies, they they usually have a pretty good team in softball as well. But I think that the way we've been playing, the confidence is there, and the Tar Heels better look out because these girls are ready to come out and they're ready to play. Absolutely, they are. Uh, you mentioned her earlier, and and I know you know people are gonna think I, I have a, a sports crush on her, and you're damn right I do. She is one of my favorite athletes that I didn't know existed until a couple weeks ago. But Rayleigh Brabham is absolutely insane she currently has pitched already on this season two complete game shutouts she has an era mind you she's pitched almost 50 innings already this season in 47 and uh two-thirds innings pitched she has 73 strikeouts and an era of 1.76 early doors that's your sunbelt player of the year Hell, that might get you National Player of the Year. And I know it's way too early to be thinking that. But this weekend, she pitched, again, like I said earlier, against Charleston, she pitched a complete game shutout. Against Central Michigan, four and two-thirds, no earned runs. Middle Tennessee, six innings. And, uh, excuse me, sorry, I lost my, my place on the page. She gave up three earned runs in that game. You go back to the Mount St. Mary's, 4.2 innings, no earned runs, 12 strikeouts. She had 11 strikeouts against Charleston this past weekend. This is an unbelievable pitcher at a time where Coastal needed it, and this team can has so much depth and so much talent around her. I'm so excited for what this team can do and what this team can be. We, we talked in the baseball minute, if you listened to that first, about how Coastal has the potential to be ranked come the middle of, of Sunbelt play if they continue this current momentum. This Shauna Clear softball team deserves to be ranked this week. They deserve to be in those polls this week. This has been an incredible start, and I don't see it ending anytime soon. Yeah, you just mentioned Rayleigh Brabham, who, like, of course, I mean, she's an ace. Like, I agree completely with your Sunbelt Player of the Year front runner as well. And that just goes to show you what we got here because – Our other two pitchers, Maddie Volpe, 38 innings, 1.63 ERA. She's been lights out as well, kind of 
she's the two to Rayleigh Brabham one. And then Nicolette Picone is our, our main relief pitcher slash closer if we need it. Also 31 innings for her on the year, 1.77 ERA. So of our three main pitchers, the highest ERA out of any of them is 1.77, meaning you're hard-pressed to get two runs in seven innings against the shots. And at that point, does the offense really even matter? I mean, we won all those three games. We ain't scored more than six runs, but we can erupt for more than that. We've run-rolled teams before. So when you have three pitchers with all around 1.7 ERA or lower, that just helps everybody out, and, and that's what this team has. And when you have pitching depth, because a lot of a lot of these like SEC teams, they'll have an ace or two. But they pitch them into the ground, and then certain situations you'll see in Omaha, they can't get out of it. They don't have a backup plan. They don't have 30 innings combined on their bench. And by building that up here, if somebody gets in trouble, especially in a double elimination scenario, I don't see how anybody in the Sun Belt can compete with these pitchers that we have right now, the way they're pitching. No, I think they're all unique in their own ways, and they're all incredibly talented, and they're showcasing that talent early in the season. Jordan, I'll toss it for you for one more point here before we start looking at the future. I mean, in all honesty, I was just going to see if Rayleigh's listening out there. We want to get you on the pod so you can meet, um, you know, your 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 so-called sports crush over here with Curtis. But <laughs> hey, listen, I will take it, man. Like, <laughs> listen – if if there is one coastal athlete that I want to interview right now that I just I want to know the mindset of what she's going through or what they are going through every game, it's her. How do you pitch that consistently well for that long? I know they're early in the season, but softball pitchers, for those of you who aren't familiar, are used over and over and over and over again. Josh made mention of it where like the Oklahomas and the LSUs of the world have like one pitcher the entire season. And she has pitched an incredible amount of softball and has dominated her opponents in a way that I haven't seen a coastal athlete dominate the field since 2020 Grayson McCall. Like she's, she's up there with him in terms of, of, dominance in a, in a coastal Carolina uniform of any kind. So yeah, absolutely. If she wants to jump on the podcast, I need to know what's going on there with the best athlete that coastals had aside from, um, Oh Lord, I'm forgetting her name. Um, the track and field star who, who won uh, the NCAA championship last year. Oh, uh, that's Melissa Jefferson. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I knew it was, I wanted to say Jefferson and I, I, I held my tongue cause I didn't want to be wrong, but those two women on Coastal Carolina's campus right now are absolutely incredible. They're the best athletes Coastal has, and if they can jump on the podcast, I would be totally down for it. But uh, back to softball minute instead of me crushing on athletes. Um, they're playing Campbell tonight. We're recording this uh, on Wednesday evening. That's a game that, uh, much like Campbell on the baseball side we talked about, they should definitely win this game. They're a much better team than uh, than this Campbell Camels team. Then this weekend, the Beach Chicken Brawl, which is my favorite name for a tournament ever is taking place coastal carolina will host on friday ohio state and houston christian then on saturday they will play kinesis and houston christian again and then on sunday they play one game against kinesis um this is a, a series that they should come out four and one at the worst 
Um, maybe, and in all honesty, as good as they are right now, as hot as they are right now, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they come out five and oh. Then on Tuesday evening, they welcome the North Carolina Tar Heels into St. John Stadium, and uh, that's going to be an interesting matchup. Josh, looking at what's ahead, uh, what are you expecting from this team, and uh, what do you think the record will be by the time that we hit uh, the next softball minute? So what's that, five total games? Uh, Six total games if we include uh, North Carolina, which we'll we'll go ahead and include them in this one. All right. um, I'm looking for – I mean, realistically, I'm looking for four and two. I think that beating Ohio State and UNC would be – obviously, like, it would be massive. I can't remember the last time at our home turf in, like, a one-off game against maybe UNC that we would have beat a team like that. We beat Purdue last year, which – that was in one of these like beach chicken brawl tournaments, which yeah is a fantastic name. But I'm looking for four and two. I'll give us not beating the power five schools, but I think we got to sweep or at least go two and one against Canisius. And yeah, we got to beat Campbell as well, just like we said for baseball. So I'm expecting four and two. But if we want to prove we're legit and deserve a spot in the rankings, then again, a team like Coastal, we're always doubted. We're not given the benefit of the doubt. We got to go five and one if we want to be that type of team. So that's what I'm expecting, though, four and two at least. Jordan, I come to you with the same question, but with an asterisk. Josh, I'm sorry I led you down the wrong street. I forgot that we were playing Campbell tonight. So it'll actually be um, a, a full seven games if we include North Carolina. But I think your point still stands that you're thinking two losses at the most, one loss if you really want to establish yourself as a national powerhouse and a national brand this season. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Jordan, I toss it to you. What do you think the record will be by the time we record our next softball minute? Man, me and Josh are always like intertwined. We always usually have similar um, answers when it comes to these predictions. And it's it's going to stay the same. I think that the, these these ladies are going to go no more five and the lowest, probably five and two, and the ceiling being six and one uh, during these seven games. I think that, like I said, one of the hottest teams in softball right now, not really getting the recognition based off of who we played so far, but these ladies don't care. They're going out and they're giving it everything they got on the diamond when it comes ready for their time. And I think that, you know, they'll continue this dominance uh, leading up until the James Madison um, series. Um, And I really think that we'll get some big wins. I think notably our wins will come against Ohio state. And I think we will take on and beat North Carolina because the girls are playing really well. Head coach Kelly Green and the her staff are doing an exceptional job. I think that if she can continue doing this the rest of the season, you got to mention her in the Sun Belt Coach of the Year. Um, you got to mention her and her name in there just based off how this team has been. Absolutely, yeah, hundred percent. Just just based off how how they've been the last two to three years, um, she's really turned this program around, and she definitely, along with her staff, needs to get a lot of the recognition deserved. But the players need recognition as well, and and they're doing great. Ladies, if you can hear me out there, keep up the great work. We are definitely watching you guys. And fans, please, please, please go out and support this team. Support this team. Support this team. Come to the games. Root on the Lady Shots. They deserve it. Yeah, St. John is a very small stadium. And just a handful of students showing up and showing the support for what is an incredible team. You know, you throw that in with the fans that are regulars at the games and you've got a packed house. And that's that means the world to these girls to see you guys supporting them in that way. Um, my prediction for this weekend, uh, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they go seven and oh, wouldn't surprise me at all if they go six and one. 
My heart is leaning towards six and one, seven and excuse me, seven and zero oh is outstanding, but a little unrealistic. And I think seven and two is perfectly fine too. You've got two games against power five opponents. That's going to be tough, regardless of how good those power five opponents are. They they're just they've got more money than Coastal Carolina does. That usually means that they've got better facilities, better recruits, better you know coaching staffs, better everything. And you're going to level the playing field by bringing them to Conway. But I still think it's going to be tough to compete with that. And these girls are just as talented as those teams. And that's their chance to cement themselves on the national picture. I think they go six and one. I think they lose to Ohio State, but they beat everybody else in this week. And we come into uh, to next softball minute on an absolute high of, of going six and one across seven games in, in the next week. So we will be back next week, and uh, I am super excited to watch this team this weekend and to get to record another one of these episodes. But with that, follow us on Twitter at The Shant Show, on Instagram at Shant Show. Let us know who your player of the year is so far for the ladies of the softball team. And uh, as always, Shant's up. Shant's up.